episode 408. Thank you all for listening to episode 407, Summer Con. I am Gray Lamarck, here with my co-host. Mr. Barrington Cub. Mr. Dubbington Dub. <laughs> Dubbington Dub. I, I was hoping to hear Mr. Uh, Greg Norman. Uh, no. We got to interview him on this show. Got, got a lot of questions for him. He can offer me that money, though. Duh, yeah. yeah. If he wants to give us $700 million. Exactly. Oh, shit. I know that's one of the things we're going to talk about. He confirmed that Tiger turned down seven to $800 million to join the Live Golf. The undertaker of PGA. Tiger don't need it, homie. Tiger don't need it. No, he don't. Don't need the money. Don't need the schedule. He can play his four majors a year, and he'll be happy. Make mm-hmm. Ryder Cup captain for the next 30 years until he dies, and everyone will be happy. Is he going to be captain? Uh, I mean, eventually he will be. <clears throat> Tiger? Not this year. No, not this year. Huh. But, I mean, I'm, eventually he'll be he'll be the captain, I'm sure, for many years to come. El Capitan. He liked it, I think, when he was injured, when he was assistant to Davis Love III. Um, and that was when they won, and it looked like he had a good time out there. Then, obviously, I think he wants to play more than not. But, yeah, I mean, he's – he'll be uh, – so he'll definitely be more of the captain side, I think, than anything else going forward. Makes sense. Well, we got a lot to get into today, so we'll get rolling. Thanks to Wes Anderson for moments of time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Songs by Wes Thank you to All Wear Clothing, the first sponsor of Over the Line Podcast. Visit visit allwearclothing.com. Mention Over the Line Podcast. He will hook you up with that deal. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call. 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not Brooklyn, Michigan. Oh, they are at MIS this week, aren't they? Damn right. Love it's it. Bad that they didn't have a June race, so we could have bet and I could have beat you for the third year in a row on temperatures. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Thank you to Sparty Steve, biggest supporter of our show. We thank you, Sparty Steve. And last but not least, Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Oh, yeah. You know where to go. You know what to do. Get to Amazon.com. Get Connell's book, Dating Sucks, But You Don't. We know you need it. In the meantime, make sure you get to datingtransformation.com. Get that free consultation when you mention Over the Line podcast and get yourself hooked up with Connell to get those dating needs taken care of. Datingtransformation.com. Oh, man. So back to Jolf. So now we had a little change this week. I know you'll you'll go over it. Not many tournaments left. I have a 271-point lead. I think it's wrapped up. Yeah, I thought there for a minute I was going to get – sorry about that. They decided to uh, hit me with an ad here. Um, Yeah, I I thought I was in good shape. Cam Davis was struggling hardcore on Friday while Max Homa comfortably was over the cut line. And Davis came back and birdied two of the last three to make the cut on the number and then proceeded to go and shoot like 65, 67 or something to – overtake Max Homa. That one hurt if I would have gotten missed cut from Davis and um, Homa finishing in a respectable 24th, which I think is fair. Um, you know, this would have been a lot more interesting, but pretty much now 
Um, it, it is not. So what we're going to have here is uh, pretty much a, a gray runaway over the last few weeks. There's only four left Wyndham Championship this week. If for whatever reason, gray chokes, it would be the most embarrassing choke in the history of golf. Um, even worse than Jean Vandeveld uh, at the Open in like 95 or whatever it was. So, uh, yeah, pretty much going to be wrapped up. He'll but be now, not worse than Greg Norman. Um, uh, it'd be about close to the same as that as well. <laughs> but there is a cut this week. The cut, uh, there'll be a cut the next two weeks, but then not in the BMW or the Tour Championship. So um, we got two more weeks of cuts. So it is possible, very possible. Um, you can easily make up. Uh, you know, I can make up 140 spots if I get two wins the next two weeks and, and Gray gets two cuts. Um, and then it would be interesting for the next two tournaments. I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll see. Um, last week, though, Rocket Mortgage Classic, you and uh, Gray, you pronouns, and Dub both had Cam Davis, who got a 14th. He wasn't the best in our group, though. Cody got a two out of Patrick Cantlay, got a second. He he came out of nowhere um, over the weekend, shot 66 – or shot, sorry – uh, shot 65, 66, 66, um, still ended up losing by five, but came there home had a 24th and uh parrot didn't pick. So he got Aaron parrot battle with the missed cut. Um, Tony Finau though, won two weeks in a row. So now we've had Xander win two weeks in a row and Finau win two weeks in a row, four out of the last five weeks, a lot of numbers coming at you there. Um, but top five there. So we had Finau first, Cantlay and Cam Young both tied for second. I'm sorry, and Taylor Pendrith all tied for second. Steven Yeager fifth, Taylor Moore sixth, Ju Hong Kim, the guy that um, um, Jeremy picked for the Open, has been on fire. Shot a final round 63 to get into the top 10, seventh. Wyndham Clark and Husky JJ spawn tie eighth. So pretty good tournament there in Detroit. A lot of low numbers um, as expected. It is an easier course for the pros. So not a, not crazy uh, shocked by those numbers there. But this week, under the Wyndham Championship at Sedge Hill Country Club in Greensboro, North Carolina. I think that's Flair Country down there. Good thing he's not playing in this. Good thing he's not playing in this one. Um, Gray, I don't think you've changed your pick, right? You sticking with Webby? I'm sticking with Webby, my friend. Sticking with Webb. Sticking with old Webb Simpson, named a kid after this tournament because he loves this tournament so much. So Webb is going to win his kid's tournament. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes, he is. Uh, Webb, Webb has good course history here, um, has had a win here. Um, I, in the in the flair country culture, I am going with see woo Kim this week. See Wu has finished no worse than fifth here in the last three tournaments. So um, hopefully maybe he can pull one through here. Uh, obviously he likes the Wyndham championship as well. So we're going to go with see Wu Kim this week in Greensboro. Dub. Uh, yeah. Can you scroll for me? I did not take this guy yet. I'm going to take Shane Lowry. Sugar Shane. Shane Mike, Mike Lowry. Lowry's brother. Mike Lowry. Shane Mike Lowry. All right. Got a pick for the week. Cody will get his and Parrot probably won't. Well, I'll be with Parrot tomorrow. Maybe we'll get a pick out of him. Yeah. All we, we are recording this on Tuesday, so we do have two days here. Um, and just really quick, your top 10 for the FedEx Cup. 
you have Scotty Scheffler at one, Cam Smith at two, Sam Burns at three, Xander Shoffley at four, Patrick Cantlay at five, McElroy at six, Finau at seven with his two wins has jumped in the top ten, Justin mm-hmm. was at eight, Cam Young at nine, and Hideki Matsuyama at tenth. Uh, Cantlay is 1,448 points behind the lead to repeat as FedEx Cup champion, who Cody did take. We both know that Dub and Gray are out of it because they have two LIV golfers. I have John Rahm, who is in 16th, uh, 2,100 points away. Going to be tough for him, especially not playing this week. So he's going to have three tournaments to try and make up to uh, get a FedEx Cup win here. So pretty much it's looking like Cody's the only one who's got a shot to get a trophy for the FedEx Cup champ. We may not be giving away one there, so we will see. We won't be. I do. Uh, I don't. Hey, Cantley, Cantley got hot this time last year. He, he pulled a second up, and this is what happened. So you never know. Old Tony Finau, man, playing. He's what, back-to-back weeks he's won? Yeah, I mean, he's had you know, no wins before these back-to-back weeks, and uh, he turns it on, man, and you see what he does now. He's a he, hell of a golfer. He's he's scary now that he can close. He was scary before, but now that he's closed out and won a tournament, um, watch out for him to win a major next year now. Um, and, yeah, he can still make some noise here in the FedEx Cup standings. So. It'll be interesting. On to uh, old NASCAR at the old Brickyard. Talk uh, about a crazy – fucking accident with larson man what did it, his brakes went out right yeah he smoked ty Dillon. yeah brakes went out absolutely drilled ty Dillon. probably lucky for both of them where he hit him because it could have been really bad um bad for larson if he if nobody was there um he would have drilled something very hard in the in the infield whether it would be tires or a wall and luckily for Dillon that he hit him in the right you know pretty much in the right tire um, because if he hit him right in the door, he could have flipped him and really messed that car up. So both of them got lucky. Uh, classy by Larson to go over. And uh, he ran over to Dylan, literally ran out of his car to go make sure he was okay and let him know he was sorry and his brakes went out and he didn't mean it. Um, so good on both of them. But, yeah, it was a, it was a crazy race. Um, come down again to an OT and old Chastain tried to tried to cheat his way around the track, <laughs> finished second at the time, and luckily didn't spin anybody out because that could have made for big issues like happened last year when when Briscoe did literally the same thing, had a penalty, spun out Hamlin, Hamlin loses the race, and Briscoe should have had the penalty before it. Literally same thing happened. Chastain blows through the first turn, goes on the uh, auxiliary road to get back on the track, is up there in second. Him and Reddick are racing each other hard. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a penalty. If he takes Reddick out, it would be nuts. So, luckily, he didn't. But a great finish. Crazy, uh, crazy brickyard race. So, it was was a pretty fun one. Um, But my dog, Austin Sendrick, gets a two. Love it. Could have done a little bit better, but that's okay. Um, He was up there. He was racing well um, and and had a shot there. But Reddick's car was just too good. Pulled away from him. Um, Gray got an eight out of Michael McDowell, becoming a pretty decent road course racer too. Yeah, that's pretty, why I took him, man. He's he's freaking solid. solid. Pretty solid. He like didn't make many mistakes, stayed out of trouble, and got himself an eighth. Um, which I mean, honestly, it was it was crazy because a lot of people wrecked. I mean, your top five was Reddick, and then you have Cindric Burton, who's never had a top five, Todd Gilvin, who's not had a top five, Bubba, who's never had a top five at a road course. So I mean, you had 
three guys who've never had, you know, their best finish in on a road course. So that's how crazy the race was. You did have uh, an 18th for Corey LaJoy and Dub. Um, Austin Dillon did the same thing as Chastain and got the penalty and went through the road. So he got a 30th and Bowman wrecked early and got a 32 for Cody this week on to Michigan. Um, hopefully it's a fun and exciting race, but it's Michigan. So it probably won't be, but, um, we'll get to see it up close and personal. So that'll be fun. We'll be there, um, right past the grandstand. So if you're watching, you'll probably see someone passed out with a bush light in their hand and uh, you'll see the world's biggest and baldest Chase Elliott fan sitting there. So it should be fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. Is he going to be there? You're still going right Dub. He frees on us. Is he, did he undertaker? He looks, he looks like the undertaker. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to the race? Is, that, is he talking? Uh, can you hear me? Yes. No, yeah, I'm going. Yeah. All right. Just making sure. Nice. Yeah, but uh, not to uh, – well, yeah, just to give a little breaking news, apparently Hendricks just came out and said that his brakes did not fail. That he got in the breaking zone and just got uh, 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 the website was on, but apparently I froze. You guys can still hear me, right? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, they're saying Hendrick said that his uh, brakes didn't fail. He just got pulled up real quick. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> got in the breaking zone too. Said he got in the breaking zone too deep and got out of shape. So I don't really know what that means, but uh, it looks like he just forgot where the brake was and just absolutely blasted. Hit the clutch, smoked him. <laughs> that is confusing on a car where that brake is. So I, mean, I guess I, it I happens. I, I didn't see it live. I saw it right after it happened, right when they were you know, still in the caution. But I saw the highlight. Like, oh my goodness, man! He just like I, I don't know what the hell was going on. Did he like black out or what? Yeah, it was. It well, was, they didn't. Yeah, it took him a minute on the replay to show it. When they finally did, it's like, oh shit! But yeah, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a good it was a good race. Yeah, um, I know you guys hit on it a little bit. I was trying to find that article because I thought I saw it earlier, but. Uh, oh, Larson, but um, yeah, Chastain. I, I didn't know who that was when I just saw some guy go straight, and I didn't know I didn't know that was Chastain. And then I didn't see him come back in, so I just saw I just thought Chastain was there the entire time. But they were talking about they don't know if he's supposed to be there or not. So I I just saw some guy go straight off the track, and then I didn't see him come back on. So, but um, but yeah, that was a crazy race. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, and also, it looks like Austin Hill is going to debut at Michigan for RCR in the number 33. Yeah, he'll be he'll be their driver. Yeah, so he's going to take over for Reddick next year, it looks, or in two years, excuse me. Yep. So are you going to the race, too? Yeah. Nice. Love right. it. Yes, sir. We will be there. We will be uh, past the start-finish line, probably about three or four rows up. So we're going to be right on the track eating some rubber, baby. Nice. 
Yeah, I'll be in town. I wasn't going to be in town, but now I will be. I should have known. I should have told you that, and then maybe I could have gone to the race. We'll get a ticket. <laughs> what fun is it if you guys are there and I don't see y'all? I I would guarantee there's probably still tickets right there. I'd go look right now and probably find them. They're forty dollars. <laughs> well, come on, man! You could have told me. <laughs> well, <clears throat> when I bought, I, I bought them because two other guys um, that I know, or one of the, one of the guys I used to work with got tickets and he texted me and said, Hey, my girlfriend got me tickets for my birthday. I was like, sweet. I was like, you know what? I'll get tickets. So behind them, there were five seats, like literally right behind them at the time. I bought them like a month and a half ago. Um, And so I bought them right then. And I had a fifth who dropped out. So I asked dub and uh, lucky dub. Good man. Dub needs to get to a race. Where? Okay, so where are you sitting? Give me a section. Hold on a second. Let me go get my tickets. <laughs> yeah, thank you. While he's getting his tickets, let's just uh, update on the NASCAR standings right now. So as they sit, old Chase Elliott, Dub's driver, Chase Elliott, looking good. He's got four wins on the year, and right now his first uh, in the playoffs of 2,040 points for the playoffs started today. And Chastain would be second with 2,022, two wins. Joey Logano, 2016. Byron, 2015. Blaney, no wins, and he's looking pretty good still. 2015, he's uh, I think he's 92 points ahead of Harvick. So he's there. Then Larson, Truex, Reddick, Hamlin, Christopher Bell, Kyle Busch, Chase Briscoe, Kurt Busch, Jan- Daniel Suarez, Austin Sindrick, Alex Bowman. So Truex and Ryan Blaney are both in right now. And, Tru- and Blaney is actually 25 points ahead of Truex, who does not have a win. And Truex is then ahead of Harvick by quite a bit. So he's he's ahead by 90 six but as we go harvick has won three out of the last five races here at michigan so this could definitely and blaney won i think last race here in michigan and truex does not race well here the toyotas actually just in general do not race well at michigan so not great for old truex um and we are sitting in center 37 row four so center 37 so you're 37 let me see if i can find this center 36 38 where the where the hell center 37 oh the odd section so you're after the start finish line yeah after the start finish line yep we're past the start finish line center that's center 14 center 21 it'll probably be lower i think well it will be lower I got to see um, what these are. Yeah, they've got. Are we hearing more from Dub again? Is Dub trying to talk? No. I didn't know if you were giving us words, Dub. Uh, no, just. Was actually clicking to see if I could pull up the map as well. Center 35. I don't like how they make you click this. It's weird. 
I found it easy when I got it. Let me see if I can. I got to go back and get back in. It's the Firekeepers Casino 400, right? It's, yeah, the Firekeepers 400. So center 33, center 35, 31, 29. Huh. Yeah, they're, uh, I think they're, they're blacked out now. Maybe they did sell them all, yeah, which would be wild. And where you are, yeah, because you're yeah. right here, right? Yeah, that would be 37, yep. Huh. Yeah, so we'll be like right on the end of Pitt Road, which would be sweet. Huh. I'm surprised. Yeah, there were a bunch of them when I got them. Start finish line's pretty much done. Could get row three right here in section nine. Be right there. Bam. But then you can't see anything, you know, past here. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, it's Michigan for you, but actually, that's not too bad. You're going to get dubbed the old headset? Um. Well, that I, I mean, I probably will for that. So I have, like I said, we have four people. I'm sorry. We have five people. I have four headsets. So I'll have to ask someone to bring one or something. I'm assuming you don't have one, Dub. You take you taking any of the uh, the Bristol gang? Yeah, yeah, yep. Cody and Nick will both be there. Awesome. What do you mean? It'll be hammered. That's why I told him. I said I'm not walking your ass back. So, is it going to be hot on Sunday? Oh yeah, it's going to be ninety. Oh God, yeah. Enjoy that. I'll sit in the air conditioning and watch from here. It's going to be. It's going to be. You know Let's go live with the podcast. Just to hold oh, it on Zoom. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'll talk every time the cars come by. You'd be like, meow, 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 meow. what was that? We'll see how long it takes before my shirt comes off. Double, double be on his phone, and then somehow we still won't hear dub. He'll be in and out. His internet <laughs> on his phone will be bad. Yeah, this will be. Like I said, it should be good though. I, I like what they're going to do with this. So I haven't, I haven't been to an MIS race and. God. 14 or 15 years about 20 for me so it'll be pretty, it'll be pretty exciting anyways let's get to our picks one where how far behind am i now since i gained six more spots on you as i slowly chip away 27 27 all right i'm still a race away here might be your race to get it but this guy i think races pretty well here i don't know i picked him 10 weeks ago so uh i'm gonna go with old chris boucher okay I think we got about even drivers this week. Um, we got guys who can race well here, guys who struggle at times, but guys who definitely could finish top 10 here easily and both probably could win, honestly. Uh, I got Eric Jones this week, the Michigan boy. So there's a couple of them. Um, obviously, Kozlowski, who is Busher's teammate, is uh, I think he's from Brooklyn, Michigan, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and yeah, Eric Jones, another Michigan guy. So We'll see if Eric can go. He's um, he's had a couple of good finishes here lately, so hopefully he can give us give a top ten this week. I have a feeling that we're. I, I bet our guys. I don't know where they're going to finish. I just have a feeling they're going to finish within like three spots of each other. It'll be All like right. 15, 18 or something like that. Michigan isn't known for wrecks and um, any of this. Normally, maybe like a blown motor or something. 
Um, but these next gen cars haven't been here yet either. So you never know what's going to happen. We might get a, we might get a flip right in front of us and I'll watch dub freak out like, uh, John Cena just drove in front of us or something. Yep. The, uh, <laughs> that, that day. Oh my God. And, um, dub, who are you taking? I'm going to take, uh, I don't think I took Austin Cendrick yet. So I think I want to take him. Yeah, I have not. But yeah, Keselowski, he needs a win. He's not getting one. Yeah, he's not, he's just not that good. It's still crazy to think that he doesn't have one. It's still crazy to think uh, Blaney doesn't have one. True X. Harvick. True X What's crazy is one Harvick of those three guys probably isn't making it. Yeah. Well, no, they're not. But one of them won't make it for sure. Well, yeah. well but it, but is that a for sure? Because there's four races left, right? Four races. If they all win, one of them that'll be what seventeen winners. But so I'm, let, but I think that Harvick's still too far down in points. Here, let's take a gander at it real quick. Let's take a look, see the points. All right, so let's just look at points. Yeah, Harvick's still in seventeenth, even with. So he's he's tenth in points. So if he wins, he's going to jump all those guys that won Bowman. Suarez, Cindric, Briscoe, Bush, and Bush isn't racing. So if those three guys win, that's true. Yeah, with Kurt, with Kurt not racing, that's hurting him right now. But so if those three guys were to win, Bush is out. Kurt Bush. Okay. Because obviously Denny's getting ahead with two wins. Right. Yeah. I don't. I still know how he's nineteenth. He's got two wins and he's ninth. Well, should have three wins. But here's why: five top tens and four DNFs. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Chase has 15 top tens, and Blaney's second in points, which is wild, and has doesn't have a win. Seven top fives. Oh, but look at yeah. this is my favorite. Our boy Ross Chastain, ten mm. top fives. Uh, unbelievable! I yeah. fucking love it. I told you, Bear, I was just a year off. <laughs> told yep. you it was good. <laughs> doesn't count a year later, though. Oh, get the fuck out of here. The, I'm uh, sorry it doesn't because I agreed with you after this year. I said he was going to do well this year also. After watching him last year, realizing what he could do, then now I agree. Once you give him a car, yeah. The um, And then uh, the other thing, you have an owner that's actually dumping money in Justin Marks, so that's great. I think you mean Pitbull, but yeah. Well, yeah, Pitbull. Marks has money too. <laughs> the, uh, but uh, one thing I was going to mention before we go into sports, um, I'll tell oh, you wait what. A second. Oh, yep. I'm sure Cody won't give us a pick. So since I'm looking at a picture of Austin Hill, he looks a little chubby. So let's give him Husky Austin Hill this week for now. You got it. Watch this motherfucker win the race. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be some some crazy-ass wreck or something on the last lap, and he'll roll right through it and be like, son of a bitch. (laughs) Yep. The um, one thing I was going to mention before we get into more stuff is – so went to the Rage Against the Machine show last week. I didn't know that Zach Delaroca basically has a broken foot, so he had to sit on you know one of the road boxes. But he's nice. still jamming out, dude. You talk about dumb luck. Now you know because I work all the shows. I I've paid for like two shows. I'm not counting. I'm not counting uh, Dropkick Murphys. That was twenty bucks. So I've paid for two shows in the last six years. One was pink when Kelly and I went, and that was worth it because she's awesome, awesome performer, and Rage. And so first off, I got to give the backstory. We bought these tickets in January of 2020, 
So we bought him for Detroit. And so what, and I'm going to show you this because then you can see how this all worked out for us. Cause I'm going to just, the boys will be able to see how this worked for rage against the machine tickets. So we were going to, originally we bought tickets for Detroit. It was supposed to be in July of 2020. Okay. So go all the way back. Of course, COVID hit, they pushed it back. They pushed it back all the way until they pushed it back three times. And eventually mm -hmm. now it got pushed back. So what we're looking at now, I'm going to share my screen so you guys can see it. They pushed Detroit back. Our tickets were going to be on April 1st. And now the last show is April 2nd. So here's, I want you to see on April 1st, we were going to be um, right here in this lower bowl. So it was section 109 row two and it was like seat over here like this seat here seat one two and three so you can see where the stage is what we did in cleveland is we went to the club and we were about right here and overlooking the stage because i refunded the tickets for detroit bought cleveland so we could go to cleveland we were sitting right here looking directly at the stage and it was half the price and we were technically closer Half the price. And those club seats are nice. They're padded and everything. They're yeah. at Rocket Mortgage. Yeah. yeah. So they were awesome. Awesome seats. And the best part is dumb luck. So we pull into the parking garage, and this is all dumb luck. I'm trying to look around because we worked Elton on Friday. We went to Rage on Wednesday, and I'm trying to see, hey, how's it look? You know, where do we want to park for, for Friday for Elton and Saturday? So we do that, and we look around, and I'm like, all right, we know what to do. And so I'm like, yeah, just park on this third row here, and we'll just figure out how to get in Rocket Mortgage. Dumb luck. We walk right into the, the area for the club. Nobody's there. Walk right in through security. The merch line's right there get our merch. I'm like, all right, where are these seats? Two sections over from where we were standing. And right behind us was food and a bathroom. It was the greatest. And we got you out. You do that. You're in club. You can just order right from your seat. Yeah. And so we get out and we get out and we were right, right after they finished killing in the name of, you know, or killing in the name, right. When he hit that last note, we walked out, got in our car, the show ended at 10 50. We got home after we stopped for gas. We had to stop two different times. We got home at one o'clock. Nice. From Cleveland. It was, you talk about dumb luck and perfect. It was great. So what we decided for this show, now you see, they're going to be in Detroit on April 2nd. It's the last show of the tour. So now what we did is we bought seats up here in the in m i think we're in m7 like uh seats one two and three in row whatever the fuck it is i think it's this row right here but now we're on tom morello's side instead of tim cumberford's side so now we're on morello's side which is going to be dope so we paid the same amount so now we're going to see two rage shows for our original price of one to sit down here mm-hmm Perfect. And it's the last show of the tour. It could be their last show ever. By the way, good. I, I still, so you know, Bear, if it if at all ever you become interested and want to see Rage, I'm sitting on an extra ticket. So, right. so you know, it's Let available know if you want closer. it. Yep. It's available if you want it. I know we're a ways out, but uh, April 2nd, exactly. Shit. How, what are we, eight months from today? <laughs> is yeah. when this Rage show is. But yeah, um, dude, what a show! And and run the jewels, awesome opener. Killer Mike JB, like just fucking awesome. Great opener. Rage was great. They played um, 
one of the songs we love is is born of a broken man from battle of los angeles and it was just amazing they played that song and i was like holy shit i heard the note string and i was like oh my god they're gonna play it and we just all looked the three of us looked at each other like holy shit because they haven't played that song in 14 years nice so that was the first time this tour that they played that song and we're like it's amazing they do an hour and a half set and we figure by the time that this comes around obviously zach de Rocco will be fine and he'll be back around right. running around the stage but dude it was absolutely worth 150 bucks ticket 100 percent worth it oh I, bet, I mean yeah for rage honestly it's probably cheap for them to be honest with you i mean yeah floor floor on the floor is 300 bucks pop yeah oh yeah and anywhere down here in the lower bowl. Yeah, as as it should be. But just like you said, it could be the last time that it could be the last time they're together. Oh, and and you know their their album cover, Battle of Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. I, I bought three shirts and a hoodie of rage because I'm like, it's my number one band on my bucket list. So I'm gonna do it. Bought a red shirt, bought another one that looks like Dare and it's R-A-T-M, and then brilliant. They're not their tour shirt, like the RATM that looks like a dare shirt. And it says public service announcement on the backs, of the tour dates, but the best shirt is we all three got it. It says battle of Cleveland. So nice. I'll play off their album. So battle of Detroit, if they have that, yeah. So looking forward to that rage is, I mean, they're one of my favorite bands of all time. And, um, I, I was just so happy to see him. And we, we all talked that next morning, like, dude, let's do it again. Let's go to Detroit, bought the tickets the next morning. Those guys Venmoed me. I said, we got to buy four. So I'll get the fourth. We offered it to one of our buddies who couldn't come. So, um, he, he's out. So I'm like, all right, whoever wants this damn ticket, I'm, I'm offing it to whoever wants it. All it's right. going to be awesome. Yep. Just remind me. I will remind you. All right. So, Let's get into trivia real quick. Jeremy already sent in his trivia. I have not looked at this yet, so we will see what happens. Um, Time for some math questions tonight. Take the number of three-point makes Ben Simmons had in college. Okay, so this is math. Get ready. Three-point makes he had in college. Multiply the amount of stolen bases the leader of the Cincinnati Reds has so far this season. And multiply that by the jersey number of Saquon Barkley. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hmm. Why am I blanking on Saquon's number? So multiply. Okay. All right. I'll put that in the chat because I feel like this is like God doing this much math. Um, I don't know. All right, I'm ready when y'all are. I'm ready. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dub's got to bring out his protractor. Seems like a ton of math. All right. Are you done yet, Dub? Yeah, hold on. Give me. You're killing me, Dub. All right. I think I did this correct. All right. You know there's a calculator on the computer, right? 
Yeah, that's what I was using. Okay. All right. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one, and go. 260, 125, 910. The answer is 182. So Bear gets the point. What were the, uh, what, what was what? It doesn't say. Damn it, Jeremy. Uh, I'm Saquon, I know, is 26. Yeah, I did 26. Did I not read this correctly? Take the number of three-point makes. Okay. He, he, I picked seven. I just did five times five times five because I couldn't remember Saquon's number. I think he was five at Penn State. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> so what it was it, 182? Mm-hmm. Divided by 26 so, yeah, is seven. Game. So it must be like seven stolen bases and one three-pointer, you know? Yeah, I did seven, and then I did five stolen bases, so that's 35 times 26. So that's It's probably seven stolen bases and one three-pointer is what oh, it I is. Bet. That's why my number's 910, because I know he's 26. I, I know that for sure. Well, I'm telling you right now, it's the number to start with has to be seven, so it's got to be seven times one. Because yeah. nothing multiplied by anything under that gets to seven. That's so it's got to be seven stolen bases and one three-pointer. Unless the Reds only have a guy with one stolen base. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Which is very possible. Yeah. Well. Crazy week in sports with the Watson verdict coming out. My darn Reds are a farm team for the MLP. All right, so we'll get into MLB in a little bit. We'll save that, and we'll save Deshaun Watson. Um, let's get some wrestling trivia. Okay, now for wrestling, we have some more math. Take the number of times Mr. Perfect won the IC title. Oh, shit. Multiply by the number of times Shawn Michaels completed er, competed at SummerSlam, and then divide by the number... Or does it say divide by the number of WWE, WWF pay-per-view wins Barry Horowitz had in his career? Can't be much. All right, I'm good. Um, oh, my gosh. Perfect one, the IC title. Sean competed at SummerSlam. Oh, God. All right. I'm ready. Hold on. Yeah, I'm ready. We're always waiting for you, Dub. All right. All right. Three, two, one, and go. 21, 24. Sorry, I clicked enter on the wrong thing. 30. 11. 11. So, oh, I get the points. Nice. I did 6, 8, and 2. I did 7, 6, 7, and 2. Yeah, I did 5, 12, and 2. Well, we'll find out from uh, old Jeremy when he gets to be time. SummerSlam was solid. I enjoyed most of it. The McMahonless era is off to a good start. That's all I have this week. See you next week. All right, so let's talk about some of the things going on. Let's go around the horn. Let's start with the NFL. Um, NFL, as we know, 
has uh, Deshaun Watson got six games. And isn't the NFL trying to scale it back now? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, the NFL, no, I think they they want to get more. They want to appeal. They they thought it should have been a full season. The judge said six. Um, See, and I heard and I heard that they're going to agree or be you know be fine with whatever the judge is going to rule. It's going to stay at six. I mean, there's going to be way too many appeals and everything for this. The, the NFLPA isn't going to. It's not going to happen. The whole point of of having someone from the outside is to avoid this you brought someone from the you brought someone from the outside if you go in and appeal it it's a waste of time then exactly so i honestly don't think i think this will stay exactly exactly where it's at it'll stay at six for six games market and if and if Jacoby Brissett can just go three and three in that time, the Browns made it off pretty well. Oh, let's see. Let's see their schedule here. His first game back is is at Ravens. Then you got the Bengals at home, so he's getting the hardest part of that schedule as soon as Watson gets back. Jacoby, all, all he has to do is hand off left, hand off right. You give it to Cream Hunt, you give it to Chubb, manage the game. You're fine. Defense plays plays defense. You're fine. Yeah. So you're at Carolina to start, which is a winnable game, but you know Baker's going to want to win that more than anybody else. Oh yeah. You're home against the Jets. Should be a win. Home against the Steelers. Not going to be that good this year. Should be a win. At the Falcons. Not that good of a team. Should be a win. You got to play the Chargers though in Cleveland, but the Chargers probably beat them. Then you play the Patriots also in Cleveland. Most like, I mean, that, you know, those are, I think the Chargers probably more than not, but the Patriots probably not. Or, I mean, that's going to be more of a winnable game than um, the Chargers. It sounds like a three and three start. Two and four to three and three. I don't know, man. I, I, I say they beat the Jets, Steelers, Falcons, probably the Panthers. They could go four and two. They could start off four and oh easily. Very easily go four and two, get to Sean, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Bucks, Texas. I mean, that's going to be tough. What happens if Jacoby goes four and two and Watson comes in and loses against the Ravens and the Bengals? Hey, I mean, you're going to have an issue, but that's another thing that, I'm, that, that, that is there. The guy hasn't played in two years. Exactly. He has literally not played in two years. So in two years and six games. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but yeah, I mean, all he has to do is just manage the offense. Again, defense plays. You know, if if they do their job, I mean, you're you're, you're looking at three and three, and that's that's not bad for Jacoby Brissett as your starting quarterback. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting, but I think the bigger issue here is the NFL has just a, a very large problem on their hands of un- non-consistency in suspending people. Um, you suspend Josh Gordon for, what, 25 games for weed? You suspend Calvin Ridley a full year for gambling on a game that he, was, he wasn't even playing in? Um, I... I don't know, man. 
I don't know. I don't get it. You got all these guys. You got Josh Brown. Uh, remember, he beat his wife and got two games. I mean, literally a domestic dispute, a domestic violence case, and got two games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand the NFL stance or anything, um, especially when they say they had all this proof, blah, 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 and then that happens. Um, it just doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Um, and then, you know, you go out and you just keep letting this happen. So you keep letting people beat people up or beat women or do this and that, and they're only getting six games. What, what's stopping them? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing's going to stop this. Um, and it's, it's embarrassing. The NFL should be 100% embarrassed. I mean, they're running this just terribly, just terribly. Yep. Yeah. What did, uh, what did um, what did Zeke get in trouble for? I can't remember. For allegedly hitting that woman that um, she sent the text out saying that he never touched her, and it was a money grab. But that I guess wasn't enough evidence for for an overturn. That was all NFL. That was all thrown out in the court because of that. But the NFL still suspended him six games. That's why I don't understand. That's I guess that's where I'm confused is. Who makes these decisions and how do they make the decisions? And where was the NFLPA when that happened? They, the NFLPA vouched for Deshaun here like no other. So where are they when in these other cases and situations, you know? He settled with 20 women or something. I mean, if that doesn't say I'm guilty, I don't know what does. Like, <laughs> I mean, the proof is kind of in the pudding, but ah, I, I mean, it is what it is. I get it. Yeah, and after those six games and after he comes back and he wins a couple games, everything, everyone forgets about it. But yeah. the fact that you, you suspend people in this league for substance abuse of weed uh, for years and uh, Deshaun or uh, not, sorry, not Deshaun, uh, Deandre Hopkins for a trace amount of PEDs, which I mean, I don't even know is it's ridiculous, you know, some over-the-counter medicine that he couldn't use for six games or eight games or whatever the hell he got. I just don't get it. But, hey, uh, I, I saw Stephen Ross just got, um, what, a, a six-game suspension and a $1.5 million fine and two draft picks for literally telling – literally paying his coach to lose games. <laughs> to lose games. I mean, that is that is literally throwing games. That's shoeless Joe Jackson shit. Yep. And really got a full year. If Calvin Ridley was Cooper Cup, I bet he would have got six games. Maybe, maybe four. But the fact that an owner who made his coach throw games, bribe him to throw games, got six. But Calvin Ridley, who literally bet on something he couldn't control, got a full year, makes no sense. That is why the NFL even though it's the biggest league is an absolute joke, the worst at punishing people. At least the MLB is consistent. We catch you with roids. The first time you get 60. The second time it's a full year. The third time you're banned. They're consistent. It is consistency. The NFL has no consistent punishment plan and it's bullshit. And until they do, the same stuff's going to happen. 
And these guys can see what what's Deshaun going to lose in the six games? $340,000, I think they said. He's going to lose $340,000 and no guarantees. Nothing. He's going to make right. still going to make $240 million. Guaranteed. So yeah, of course, of course he settled with these women. He's got plenty of money. He, yep. he could have given all of them a million dollars and still been set for the next 200 years. <laughs> oh man. It just makes it just makes no sense. But you know what? The end of the day, once he starts winning, everyone's going to forget about it. Got to start winning, though. They forgot about it with Tyreek Hill. They forgot about it with uh, Adrian Peterson. They forgot about it with uh, um, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Now, I still think the Kareem Hunt one was warranted, but that's my own opinion. Well, Rice. Rice Rice was not. On video. Rice never got back, so. So was Kareem Hunt, but warranted. Well, I don't ever want to say warranted. She was. She started it, man. You can't go and lay your hands on somebody else and start calling them names and not expect to get hit. Yeah, could there have been more self control? Sure, but when drinking and stuff's involved, that doesn't. That's just. It just doesn't happen. (laughs) It doesn't happen. Just another reason not to be out at three o'clock in the morning. Yep. I would be I would be the best babysitter if any pro athlete wanted to hire me. I would drive them around wherever they want. I would stay so I would do whatever they want, whatever they want. You want me to drive you to the club? And I'll just sit in the car and wait. Okay, I can do that. You know who'd be good at that? Parrot. Not <laughs> he's driving. A, oh, he's a wonderful driver. That dude drives five thousand miles a month, at least. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't. I would not have sat in a car with him three years ago. At all. Yeah. That, that not, dude has, not one day. None of them have been his fault. I'll give him that. Hey, bad luck follows people around. That's all I've heard. <laughs> but now he's all right. Three years ago, though, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't have been anywhere near a car with him if I was anybody else. Yeah. Um, with uh, Before we get into some of these MLB trades, something I just realized had no idea. The Red Sox are last in the AL East. Yep, I, I think they're 52 and 52, right? Correct, and they are only three games out of the wild card. Mm-hmm. The four other AL East teams are within three games of the wild card. Two are in, and the other two are, you know, two and a half and three games out. Yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of trades today. Um, the biggest one: Juan Soto and Josh Bell going to the Padres for pretty much a bunch of um, a bunch of prospects. Uh, that the Nationals are going to get. The Nationals have, have pretty much broken this down and have admitted or have, have gone to last place for this year. But uh, Soto and Bell make San Diego. Um, uh, they make them a, uh, a you know a World Series contender, and I think they will. And I think San Diego also got um, who they get the reliever from. Oh shit, Hater. Hater was his name. I can't remember his name, but he's a really good reliever. Um, they got him as well yesterday and then did the whole Soto thing today. So it was good. Milwaukee, yeah, Milwaukee. Yep, yep. They got Josh Hader on Milwaukee. Um, and that was yesterday. So, yeah, they've definitely – I mean, they got a they got a good starting staff. Their lineup is stacked now. So, let's see if they can catch the Dodgers. How far back are they? 12 back of the Dodgers, I think? Something like that. But they're first in the wild card. 
So, I mean, if they stay on pace, they're going to make the playoffs. Um, Eric Hosmer got traded to the Red Sox from the Padres. So he's gone, which he hasn't been playing that well anyways. Um, Philly's some bullpen help from the Cubs. Cubs get Ben Brown back. Um, Jordan Montgomery gets traded from the Yankees to the Cardinals. The Yankees get Harrison Bader, outfielder. I don't really understand that trade at all, but okay. Um, Twins get Tyler Molly from the Reds, probably their best starting pitcher. Um, the Yankees did a good thing and traded away Joey Gallo, which I, thank God I would have cut him um, years ago. Twins also get uh, Orioles all-star closer Jorge Lopez. So uh, Twins in the in first by a few games, making some moves, trying to stay up that way. The Cardinals traded for Jose Quintana from the Pirates. You have the Red Sox trading Christian Vasquez to the Astros where they were playing, which was kind of funny because he was doing an interview and found out that he was traded. So they literally pulled him from the Red Sox interview. And I guess all he had to do was go across to uh, Houston. So there you go. Go to the other dugout. Uh, Tommy Pham went to the Red Sox from the Reds. Trey Mancini from the Bills went to the Astros. They did it because his contract was about up, but they're still in a hunt, so I don't know why they're trading players away. I find it odd. Um, the, Yan- the Yanks got Frankie Montas from the Athletics, I think. Is he from the Athletics? Yeah, and Lou Trevino. Mm-hmm. Um, they also got uh, Scott Efros from the Cubs. Looks like another relief pitcher. Um, Rays get David Peralta. Mariners get Luis Castillo. Reds got some more. Reds pretty much just cleaned up on prospects. Yankees got Andrew Benintendi from the uh, Royals. Mariners got Carlos Santana from the Royals. So Royals selling off. Um, and I think for big moves, that was pretty much it. A lot of uh, you brought up middle of an interview. Palmer got traded from the Tigers to the Twins. He literally just had to leave the Twin, uh, the Tigers clubhouse and literally walk over to the Twins clubhouse. The yeah, a lot of that happened. A lot of teams traded. Yeah, a lot of teams traded with the teams they were playing with, which was – I mean, I guess it works, but it's crazy. Um, yeah, Royals sent Whit Merrifield to Toronto. So Toronto adding some batting depth. Um, and the Mets got Darren Ruff from the Giants. Um, DH helps. So a lot of um, you said a lot of movement here on on trade deadline day. And it was a lot of the top teams out there making those moves. Like I wonder how that I wonder how that stuff works. Like he has to go like back to Detroit to like move his stuff like does he I, just... I would be willing to bet that the team probably does something with that they probably have someone who the twins just come in and just box everything up and just ship it. I, yeah I, I bet they have i'm sure they have or they'll pay somebody to box everything up in your apartment i mean because honestly most of these guys are just living in apartments they're not they don't have houses oh. so yeah. they're living in apartments probably month to month pay their last due get out of it and on their way sort of thing so it would be weird, but hey, yep. that's, that's what happens if you're a ball player. Yep. Well, still got a lot of season left. We'll do our preview here in a month. <laughs> yeah, maybe two months in October. Yeah, it could be two months. We'll see. Um, 
going into well we had some had some other things here too about this i know the trade deadline was when was it actually yesterday or today it's today it was at 6 p.m today tuesday the second um just a few things well i sent you so something i didn't know was that i've sent you guys some pictures you know billion dollar asshole so you know all these shirts that are coming out like wwe shops completely different i get on i'm like the hell there's no clearance section it's a fanatics experience now so fanatics i think took over with that which uh if you get on wweshop.com it's a different website now and um much different getting into before we get into wrestling um Got to say RIP to one of the greatest of all time who's never really in the conversation for greats of all time. Bill Russell uh, passed away this weekend. 88 mm-hmm. has 11 NBA championships, five MVPs. One of the goats, but he's never he's never in that. Why do you think he's never in that conversation? Because everyone having these conversations never saw him play. True. That's, That's a valid point. Because it's a bunch of... 30 and 40 sums and maybe 50 sums talking about the greatest of all time. And not one of them ever watched Bill Russell play a live game. That's why. Do you think, you know, if you go back and you have these people that know what's going on, or if we were to see footage and check that he's a top five all time. Probably not top 10 though. I would say, I mean, you got to think top five all time. I mean, you got to put Wilt in there. You got to put Kobe in there. You got to put, Obviously, MJ in there. You probably got to put LeBron in there now. And then, I mean, then um, it opens up from there. But yeah, uh, you, you bird top 10. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Shaq, Shaq top 10. Shaq would probably be top 10. That's and that's the tough part. You got those guys. You got to you got to throw in there. I mean, if you have if you round it out, even though I mean, I don't base it off of rings. I don't care about that. No, absolutely not. Malone would be right in there, too. Malone would probably be 10th on that list. Do you think you think uh, Steph's going to end in the top ten? Um, yeah, I think I think he will. I don't know if he is, but I think he will. Definitely will be um, the probably the best point guard of all time. Definitely the best shooter of all time. But depends how you look at the situation. But best shooter of all time, yes. Best point guard of all time, most likely. Top 10, possibly. The um, All right. So just going into – so RIP Bill Russell, one of the greats. Um, it's kind of surprising. You know, you never – you just always see him and he just seems fine. He's looked the same yeah, for the last 20 years. Yeah, exactly. And he was – yeah, he was the – I think they said he was the first black coach in NBA history. Yep. Tra- trailblazer, man. Co- coach player. Um and uh, another WWE shirt as we pivot to wrestling. I've another Vince shirt. I've never been cool. I don't give a shit about that. It's another WWE shirt for Vince. I wonder who's, I wonder who's making those shirts. Um, we did have. Uh, I, I thought this was interesting. So check this out about our truth, Ron Killings. Um, the art. He said the this person in pro wrestling world. So just give him a shout out. Last time I wrote about Orange Cassidy, inevitably Archer's name came up. It occurred to me that people only know Truth for his comedy gimmick. With Truth, while Truth is hilarious, there's so much more to him than the my bad dog you get on WWE TV. He's the first African American NWA heavyweight champion, two-time champ, by the way. He won multiple titles, including United States Hardcore NWA TNA WWE tag titles. 
He's a, and last but not least, the greatest 24 7 I 75 48 7 TBS champion in WWE history. Early 2010s was his time to shine. And then this person said, I believe he should have beaten Cena for the title with the little Jimmy gimmick. You agree with that? Uh, no. Nah, I, I don't. Sorry, sorry, Archie. He he does have several movie credits to his name. Head of State, The Wrestler, two studio albums, multiple singles, including his theme song, What's Up. Even open for Digital Underground, which that's the people that sing uh, Humpty Dance. Yep. And then uh, lots of fancy truth and think of how he makes them laugh. In fact, truth has put together a Hall of Fame resume while managing to stay underrated in the ring. The man can go. And he's like, what, 48, 49 now? Yeah, I think so, man. He's he's and he still looks like he's 25. Incredible worker. Uh, yes, I agree. Very underrated worker. Yes. Super underrated. Yep, the um, he's very underrated. 100% agree with you there. So before we get into SummerSlam and talk about that, let's talk about the uh, amazing last match of Ric Flair. God. Man could not even sit up. Doug, to... Did you watch that? Did you watch like even YouTube afterwards or something? I've been trying to find uh, on Facebook, there's a couple of groups that there's one that posts like the first part of it. I'm trying to find the second part. Um, and then I think I saved one of the videos that's to finish, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can. What's the word I'm trying to think of? Imagine what probably happened and how it was. It was, it was God awful. As I, as I told our, our former uh, wrestling correspondent, Jason, um, don't waste it. It was 35 minutes of your life. You'll never get back. It was bad. It was bad, man. Honestly, I thought he was going to die. He actually faked a heart attack spot. Right in front of Taker and Mick Foley. Uh, the best <laughs> oh, and Bret Hart. <laughs> yeah, and Bret. And DDP. The best The best uh, meme that I saw was 20 years later, DDP still stalking on Undertaker's wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good yeah um it was ah it just wasn't good man i i i get why he did it right it's a money grab i understand he's he's doing it for you know conrad and, and getting that getting that last paycheck but dear god it was i mean it took him like I mean, even right off the first rip, you know, they did the little thing off the ropes. I mean, it took them a solid two minutes just to get up. And I was like, oh, God, this is bad. Oh, yeah. And when he did the figure four at the end, he's just, I'm like, his shoulders were down. His shoulders were done. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I was like, man, if I was Andrade, I would have came in and just kicked his shoulder up really fast, right? Because he was standing in the ring. So he should have just lift, you know, just kicked it really quick. But, oh, God, it was. Because I wondered that when they did that, I'm like, are they gonna are they gonna give him a loss? Like, thank God he had what who was who was in the figure four? Double J or J Lethal? Oh, J Lethal. So J Lethal thankfully kept his shoulders down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was because Lethal got hit by the guitar. No, double J got hit. Wait. No, double J hit double J hit Lethal with the guitar because Andrade right. 
minutes because they're holding Flair back. Yeah. So yeah, he was out. Like yep. I mean, I we, I I don't know. It's just it's almost like you're tarnishing your legacy, man. There's nothing wrong with how he went out in 2008. He went out against Michaels. You still you were not in your prime, but you still were able to move. You went to TNA and did that bull crap, and then you do this, and it's just like. I don't know. That should have been his swan song. You know, in 2008, you went out, you had the nice raw thing where everybody came out. That's, and then you're done. But like people have said over the years, he just, he can't get the business out of him. Well, I think he's done now. <laughs> yeah. I legit thought he was dead. I mean, when he couldn't, when he couldn't get up, I was like, that's not good. Um, but he got up and Undertaker looking at him like you know Undertaker said it best he doesn't want to be a basically a mockery of himself oh yeah I mean and Taker should have told him like um, don't ever do that again you're about to die yeah yeah I was telling you man that was that was brutal that was brutal yeah it is what it is And, and honestly I mean the card in general like it wasn't that good. They gave everyone like five minutes. The crowd was dead. I just. Oh, that crowd was completely dead for that match. The only thing that saved that pay-per-view was Shivani and Crockett or, and whoever else they put in the announcers, but it was, it was not good, man. It was bad. So yeah, not, not the greatest uh, production. I think that old Conrad put on there. Oh, <sighs> Yeah, just man, an old Conrad and then Cody bitching about Megan. <laughs> oh yeah, like come on, man. There's one. I mean, the first part of that is 100 percent was was not a shoot. I mean, they're all friends. Like they all, they're all friends. They're not pulling hair and doing that stuff. It's for the show. Um. And then Cody ripping on Megan, saying she he was the ugliest flair, but he must have forgot to look at David every once in a while too. So, <laughs> I mean, if you really look at him, like they're not the family. It, it's just a bunch of blondes, man. They're not that attractive as a family. I'm just, I mean, if you go and look at Flair, even when he was younger, I'm like, I just don't get it. I didn't get the appeal of. Let's look. Not bad there. No. No. It's just funny that I happen to be wearing his shirt today, coincidentally. Yeah, I I almost wore his shirt and I was like, mm, I can't even wear it. I didn't even think I don't think about it. I'm not awake in the morning. I just pull the first shirt that I see. No, you just wear do you work at home? Oh no, no, no. I I mean I wear I, we have a we have a uniform, so I this is my undershirt. You have a uniform? Oh yeah. I mean, it's starchy as can be. Oh. So I have to wear an undershirt. Yeah, you should wear a dress shirt or a polo. This week I've been dress shirts and basically suit jackets. Had meetings all week. Yeah, no, everyone in my company wears the same thing. Love it. You got to wear like a polo or something? No, we, uh, it's like, I mean, you can get a long sleeve or short sleeve, but I mean, they're like, you know, like cut resistant shirts because obviously you work in the shop factory, but 
that's just our company. I mean, literally everyone from the president down wears the same uni. Now, there'll be times where I wear a polo and I get yelled at for it, but I don't give a shit. I say the same thing every time. What are you going to do, fire me? True. Explain explain that one to somebody. Oh, I got rid of him because he's wearing a polo and he's an office worker. Yeah. Because <laughs> they always ask, like, why are you doing it? I'm like, you got to golf later. Duh. Uh, oh, that bush is hitting good. Yep. Tastes like Sunday. Tastes like Sunday. <laughs> I hope I see. I hope. I'm going to be looking in the crowd when you guys are at the race. This is going to be, be me right here. I'm just. I'm going to be looking for this big bald ass head with a big ass Chase Elliott shirt on. Big number nine. I don't have one yet. I might have to buy one while I'm there. Do you have do you have an abundance of back hair by chance? No. Cut Damn. a nine into it. <laughs> Shave a nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going to be one of those guys. I'll be wearing my nice bucket. Hey, hat. dude, can you can you? My yeah, hair. if I go, you can you can shave it into my chest hair. Well, well if you can shave like little circles and M's so they look like M and M's, and then an eighteen. <laughs> Well, we should have went to Pocono two weeks ago for the fan appreciation then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wild. Just wild. Do you have uh, do you have Chase Gear dub? No, I don't. I, I got uh, – I, I might – I'm probably going to buy a shirt. I plan – yeah, I definitely plan on hitting up the trucks. I'm, I'm going to get some stuff. Because I don't know if I want – well, first, I want to find some uh, Harvick Bushlight Apple gear. I don't know if I'll be able to, but that's what I, that's what I hope I can find. Well, if you – if you, you'll have to send me I'll when get, you're – I'll get you a nice small. <laughs> it's like Bristol all over again. <laughs> What's it say it again? Remember, didn't you what, – what'd you get? You got the small or medium, wasn't it, the Kyle Bush when we were at Bristol? And oh, yeah, when I was like 190 pounds. Because you returned it, but I was that's why I just uh, said I'll find you a nice Kyle Bush small. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was ridiculous, Dub. You can ask Bear. I had this one of those awesome. the best. I had one of these form-fitting shirts, right? These, oh, it was not, it was it was like a dry fit almost, like a yeah. Yeah. but it was an XL that I had, and I, that's when I had lost like 30 pounds. So this thing was just humongous. And I'm like, hey, can I exchange it for a large? <laughs> and, yeah, and, it, and they're like, um, Sure, why not? <laughs> and so, and I think I ended up with a was it a lar- large or a medium? Yeah, and, I can remember. And uh, and I'm just like, they're like, sure. And I told Bear, I was like, dude, I bought this online months ago. I'm just gonna try to exchange it here. You told, yeah, you told me that before, and I was like, all right, let's see how it goes. And you made it work. I was like, all right, sweet. <laughs> yeah, and then it fit good. But now that you know the the COVID I think hit, you told him that you bought it in another uh, truck, yeah. which. Uh, <laughs> whatever okay yeah yeah and i was like but they sold that thing for 35 bucks right after that too oh yeah it was you know and then you get the covid 20 and i'm like yeah i should have kept that extra large because i think from an x i think i went from an extra large to a medium a large would be perfect right now but the fucking dude that extra large was humongous even with the covid 20 would have been perfect for a nascar race oh yeah just just comes halfway through belly anyway my belly button yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, no, it, it's all good. But if you do, seriously, if you see, I want to see 
Kyle Larson's gear and Chastain. They got a sweet Chastain one. I don't know what Larson's going to have because he just has the Hendrick. Chastain should have some good shit. But look, until Larson gets himself some sponsors, it's not just that stupid Hendrick cars. I just, I don't know. I don't think his gear is going to be that exciting. The um, but yeah, we're we're definitely in the trucks. So I'll I'll find something for you. Hell yeah, got to get me a, a one. I mean, one was my favorite number. Dub knows this when we played baseball and sports. I was always always wore the one. It's my favorite number. Is my dad's favorite number. And I'm like, oh, Chastain, you know, perfect driving the one. Hendrick or if uh, Larson has some cool shit, you know, just depends. You'll just have to send me some pictures of the gear, and I'll be like, yep, get it, Venmo. Here you go. Yep. And then uh, and then I'll see it in you know four months when I see you again. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like I finally gave you your damn polo, and I'm gonna hold it for a year for sure. Yeah, those polos are dope, though, aren't they? Yeah, they're nice. I like them. Yeah, um, it's solid. Did, did an awesome job with those and the hats. The hats are sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you? By the way, did you get in the golf outing yet? No, no, I'm not. Son of a bitch. <laughs> we're we're 19 days out. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yeah, I got to get on that. I do. I had uh, doing some traveling up to Michigan this week, so. Hell yeah. Well, for some shit. So I'll get on it. I just need to remember to do it. I'll make myself a reminder. No problem. Well, let's get into Let's talk about SummerSlam before we get into our last uh, until we get into the next show. Dub's going to watch up, by the way, Sunday show for everybody listening. All 14 of you motherfuckers. Uh, you got to make sure that you check out Sunday show. It's going to be Dub's first full episode of Always Sunny. We're going to watch the gang wrestles for the troops. We get a Roddy Piper cameo, some uh, some old Terry music, and uh, we get the Trash Man. So we're gonna have a good time. Uh, but let's talk about SummerSlam. So this week we know the Seth Rollins and and Riddle match was off for whatever reason. They just um, brawled, I guess, didn't they? Yeah, they they brawled and then Riddle, you know, gave him the curb stomp again to further injure him, mm. so to speak. And um, but. You know, it was pretty, from from what I read, I didn't get to see it because I was at the Elton show, but I last night I watched it, just fast-forwarded through and kind of saw, you know, saw some highlights. Uh, the Mysterio's Judgment Day, I mean, Edge came back. You know, now yep. he's he's back with Metalingus uh, last night, and then he speared Dominic, which I thought was a good play on how this might work last night on Raw. So we'll see what happens with that, with Judgment Day. Rhea, and he's still supposed to have somebody else with him, right? We don't know. And, you know, with Rhea, Rhea... Got uh got old Dominic in that leg line. <laughs> like, you like that? You like, yeah, that, that, like meme. that meme? <laughs> oh, just wild. Um, going to the next thing. I'm just gonna go up the chart. Logan Paul, man. I was. I I know. Just Cody just has to dog everybody, but you know, yes. for for a guy that made himself on YouTube, okay, just like the Miz made himself on Real World. Give Miz time. He can talk on the mic. Give Logan Paul time. That's why they have him with the Miz. They're not stupid. They know what they're doing. And Logan Paul, dude, I was like, I don't know what to expect. That motherfucker did that five-star, perfect five-star, by the way. Perfect landing, protected Miz, like on the landing, just hit it beautifully. I was like, that's fucking impressive. Like, I don't care who you are. Get himself heat. He could easily be a big face as time comes to. Like, this was a good signing for the WWE for the long term. He can be, he'll be a top guy one day. He will. I mean, the dude's, what, 25, 26? He's young. He's got a lot to learn. Let him let him learn with Miz. It's a great person to learn by. He'll obviously be taught by, you know, Triple H and these other guys as they go. So 
Yeah, Logan Paul, even though personally I'm not a fan of the Pauls, I can respect what he's doing in the business, man. I think he's right. I think he's gonna be fine going forward. I think he's I gonna do. be a big star. Yep. He, I, that was pretty neat to see. Um, you know, Bianca. So I was reading about this too. You know, Bianca and Becky fought. Bianca won. Becky did the handshake, made a face turn right there. And uh, we saw the return of Bailey and Io, Io Sky now instead of Io Shry and then Dakota Kai. And uh, so they brought up. So that's all Triple H people. So you knew what was happening. And then I was reading that Becky was going to stay heel, but Triple H flipped her. It was Triple H's call to flip Becky back to face. I think it's a good call. Well, and she's hurt. And she's hurt now. So yeah, now she's hurt, and uh, legit hurt, and uh, no kayfabe here. And the it, it was good to see. You know, Bailey's back, and they they all fought on Raw last night. It was it was good, man. It was it was nice to see what happened, and and it's gonna be interesting down the road to see what Triple H does with creative. Liv Morgan beat Ronda. We all knew that. It was a nice way to do it. You keep Ronda, you know, you keep her safe and protect her. It like made her a heel here. It sounded like a heel turn, kind of. It, it was, because she uh, she got her in the arm lock, and, you know, they did it beautifully. Two professionals right there, Liv and Ronda. Liv, you know, waited until she had her shoulders down, Ronda's shoulders down with her in the arm lock, and tapped right before, but ref, quote-unquote, didn't see it. And then Ronda just turned around and, you know, beats up Liv. So there's your heel turn that we had discussed. Um, Usos beat the Street Profits. Whatever. Jeff Jarrett served no purpose there. None. I th- see, I thought what they should have done, and granted, you know, this is armchair quarterback, so to speak, was Jeff Jarrett, people, most, a lot of the people that were there yesterday, we're going to watch the, or were there on Saturday, excuse me, we're going to watch the, the flare match. Why not put more heat on Jeff Jarrett, have him cause, you know, for whatever reason, cost the uh, the street profits, but he was more of a face referee at mm-hmm. uh, at WWE. Well, yeah. I just don't, I just don't understand the. <laughs> it's like they don't care about the tag team division. I will just keep it on the Usos anymore. Like it hasn't changed. I just don't get it. I just don't get it, especially when you got a team like the Street Profits, who are a great tag team. Yep. Tag team belts used to change all the time back in the day, and it seems like they never do anymore. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and I know they're pushing the Usos to the moon. Um, there's talk that they they could potentially bring back uh, Naomi to be the, you know, the woman heel of the of the bloodline. Makes sense to me. Why not? Yeah, they, um, I thought that Naomi and Sasha would be back last night. There were a lot of rumors flying around that they were going to, but it didn't happen yet. I think it will, though. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, they're off to a good start. Bobby uh, beat Theory. That was a clean. That was a clean finish, wasn't it? Yeah, got him in the hurt lock, made him tap. That's right. So he got him in the hurt lock, made him tap. Uh, McAfee and Corbin. I mean, it was it was okay. I just and again, I and I didn't and I didn't watch this pay per view. I still haven't watched it. Just FYI, I probably honestly won't. I just don't understand the McAfee-Corbin thing, and maybe I missed something of it, but normally when you start a feud or an announcer, I mean, McAfee's an announcer, right? He's not a he's not a wrestler. So normally in this case, well, you know, the guy win if you're going to have a feud. So I don't understand what's going on. Here. No, there is a well, feud. There is a feud. They were both at the Colts. They were both yeah. roommates when they played for the Colts. Right, the but, camp. but that's what I'm saying is natural storytelling wrestling is heel – beats 
face chases. You know, Corbin beats him here in a bullshit way, a roll up with, uh, you know, on the ropes or a roll up pulling the tights, anything like that, right? The cheat way to win. Attacks him next couple weeks on SmackDown. Attacks him, surprise attacks. McAfee might get him back. Run it to the next pay-per-view or run it, you know, and they, they maybe wrestle again, maybe they don't. I don't know. I don't know. I just find it weird. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just not the natural storytelling of the way a few darts. Well, because he's only going to be, he's only going to be that guy that probably only wrestles two times a year. So there's no point in carrying on the story when he's not going to probably wrestle again until. That's what I'm saying. Then Then it's not a feud though, is what I'm saying. It's a one. Just because the whole, yeah, just because there's a little story doesn't mean it's a feud. You can't look McAfee, McAfee can't wrestle. You know, we can't wrestle him here. And then they do nothing for the next three months. And, oh, McAfee wrestles again at Survivor Series and put him with Corbin. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Hmm. It's just too, too far out unless something's happening each week that can play into that. But I doubt it will. You got to have Corbin with somebody else. That'll be interesting. We'll see how it plays out. And then, um, of course, the main event, we had Roman and Brock and uh, something different. I think we overthought this one a little bit. Yeah, I think we all did too. And yeah. um, you know, should have stuck was, with my should have stuck with my gut that Brock was leaving, which I think he is. Yeah, he's probably leaving for a bit, and then he'll be back fulfill, Yeah, fulfill his commitment. I tell you, I tell you what, though, he was man. I love Brock as a face. You know, just being himself, like that's fun, Brock. And um, you know, they protected him too. I mean, you know, they can always protect Brock. I mean, Roman. Couldn't get him down the best. And I, I'm sure you saw the video by now. He drives a tractor to the ring. I love that he gets gets the fucking front loader over the ropes, you know, throws Roman in it, lifts it over, dumps Roman in the ring, then lifts it, pushes the ring, and then lifts the damn thing. And Roman's mm-hmm. in it. Roman sold that so beautifully. Oh, yeah. Just, thing just slips, falls, and rolls right out of the ring. <laughs> Uh, How did, then, uh, what, what was the finish? Uh, well, so, you know, Roman did, uh, or not Roman, excuse me. Uh, theory came out, tried to cash in, you know, hit Roman with the briefcase and then Brock F5 him. Uh, you know, they knocked out the Usos. He gave Heyman the F5 on the announce table, which was awesome. Um, Heyman took, yeah, Heyman took a bump and we can probably show that. We'll show that on the, on the next episode. So you can a see big it. Bump. Yeah. Um, Oh, I don't, well, wait, the old, the old peacock. Um, remember, we can't stream the peacock on a, on Zoom for whatever reason. Um, SummerSlam 2022 finish. Yeah, we can look that up so you can see it. It was, um, well, this is just the highlights. Most insane main event to, yeah, it was a wild main event. Um, here you go. Here's the ending. So he already put, you see it okay? Yeah. Hear it? Um, not much. That's okay. I don't need to hear it. No, I can't see it. Burying the beast beneath the rubble. They hit him with the belt again. I got, I got a blank screen here. You're sharing, I think, Gusto. Just seeing your window screen. Yeah, I think you're sharing one of your backgrounds. Michael Cole. Somebody count faster. Can you see it now? Yeah, there we go. Is it playing? 
Yep. They just had to put. They just buried him. I had to put a whole bunch of stuff on. So here, look at look at the replay. Here you go. What's the rank? Yeah. Now this I've seen, which is insane. Which is fucking amazing. Tried to cash in. That five did it. They're just skipping over it. Hits him with the belt. This is serious situation. put the table on and the stairs and weeks from tonight at yeah, Classic the Cat. I don't know. I, there's no way right. I mean, It was pretty good. I'm going to try to Paul Heyman. See if we can see this F5 he took so you can kind of see what he There you go. You'll see it here. It's probably a recording. Can you see it? Is it playing? Yeah, oh yeah. Take it, new champ, Brock Lesnar. Probably the most Brock's ever lifted. <laughs> Fucking Heyman took a bump, man. This is awesome. That was the easiest broken table in the world. <laughs> it's like the penguin, you know. <laughs> yeah, I bet, like you said, that's literally probably the most Brock's ever picked up. <laughs> and he had to pick up the big show. Yeah, Brock lifts the ring. I mean, that shit was just wild. <laughs> yeah, that, that I saw about 100 times. Stop recording podcasts on Zoom. Uh, we, just watch it one more way. time while we got it. Say hello to Riverside sound still playing? and start recording yeah. podcasts that look and sound professional. Probably a lot of shit. Go to Riverside.fm. Yeah, yeah. Getting a nice ass. Pushes the ring. <laughs> I love that he pushed it. Good thing Hornswoggle wasn't under there. I'm in Kid Rock's lap. And then, but Roman, the best part is Roman. Like, just sells this yeah. shit. It's like, it's a good sell right here, for sure. <laughs> right back, all the way out. Perfect out, too. That shit He's was just bad. laughing. Brock just having fun, man. And I love that Cole, you know, he doesn't have Vince in his ear, so he's just able to say what he wants. He's so much – I mean, he's a, he's a great announcer to begin with, but yeah, even better, you know, without having to deal with Vince. Um, we also had UFC this past weekend. Yep, just as I thought, Noons beat the shit out of Pena. Moreno and Cara France had a war. Brandon Moreno ended up winning. Um and uh, Derek Lewis in a shorter stoppage, even though I think he lost, ended up losing. Yeah, why'd they stop that so fast? I mean, he was – he did get popped pretty good. It was That was a tough one because, I mean, two – that's the one where, you know, you see the ref. He looks like he's probably out. Can't really tell. I mean, these guys can come back pretty quick, um, and he stopped it. So Yeah, yeah so because he beat – he beat Kai Kara France. Um, Moreno did with uh, oh, this time it was TKO. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was a war. The third round. They last both beat time. the shit out of each other. Did they? Last time they had a good fight, it was a decision, unanimous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Noon's absolutely destroyed Pena. That was their second fight, right? Yeah. That, I mean, like you said, Noon's got it was a fluke in the first one, and she showed it was a fluke. She destroyed Pena. Yeah, because they didn't fight that long ago, right? 
Because we were all just like, how did she beat her? How did this? Yeah, happen? I think it was. I think it was just like it was earlier this year. Yeah, because I remember watching it. Like, yeah, it was in December. Damn, it was that long ago. <laughs> no, I would have figured it was still winning this year, but yeah, if it was December, man, it was a unanimous decision. Eh? She didn't submit her or knock her out or nothing. No, she. I mean, she toyed with. She absolutely just destroyed her the entire fight. She knocked yeah. her down like three or four times. I think was it fifty forty five. I don't know. I mean, I didn't watch it. I, I caught the highlights. I'm assuming it was probably even worse than that. Probably 50-44. Jesus. Yeah. So they'll have another one. And she'll yeah, destroy and, her again. And, and destroy her again. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. Nope. All good. Well, um, the update standings we didn't give in wrestling. Me, 74. Jake's way of doing this is working out for him. 64. Peapod, 63. Bear, 61. Dub, 59. Cody, 58. Running away with this one, too. Um, basically, it's still a lot of time, but I uh, just have to really fuck up. So, we'll see. So, let's wrap this thing up so we can get to the next show. As always, um, thank you to Wes Anderson for Moments of Time. Thank you to All Work Clothing, Crandall Squatting Landscape, and Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com, and Sparty Steve. As always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Good night, Paul Heyman and the announce table. Go NASCAR. Oh,